0: When Mikhail Chigorin and Wilhelm Steinitz met for the world championship match in Havana in 1892, most people felt that at least a handful of the games would probably go down as great ones. They'd be recorded for posterity and studied closely by chess players through the ages. But nobody, least of all the players themselves, expected some of the moves to find their way into the world of fiction. Hello everyone and welcome to Audible Chess where I tell the story of chess through history, fiction, and the games of the masters. A quick shout-out to Avi, Zach, and to Adrian for their support. really means a lot, you guys. Thank you very much. I hope everyone enjoys the episode today. In 1892, Wilhelm Steinitz from Austria and Mikhail Shigorin of Russia met in Havana to play for the World Chess Championship. Their 16th game has gone down as one of the most exciting and strategically interesting games in chess history. It was so interesting that it captured the attention of not only the chess community, but also those outside of it. One of these was John Brunner. Brunner was a British author who wrote science fiction novels and short stories. He wrote most of his works in the 1960s and 70s. He's actually the person credited with predicting the emergence of computer viruses, which he did in a novel called the shockwave rider. In the early 1960s, Brunner began work on a sociological novel about class warfare, media manipulation and subliminal messages used by a political elite. The novel was called The Squares of the City. Here's a brief overview of the main plot. The protagonist is a man named Boyd Hakluk. He's hired as a consultant by the government of Agazul, a nation somewhere in Latin America. The country is having issues with, of all things, traffic jams and city cleanliness, and as the story progresses, Boyd begins to see the social and political issues at the heart of things, and also how citizens are being manipulated. The city is strongly divided along racial and class lines. As the two warring sides take turns attacking one another, the reader comes to realize that each character's actions represents a piece in a chess game. The most interesting part perhaps is that brunner didn't invent a chess game to fit the plot of his novel instead he chose a chess game and built a novel around it and the game he chose was game 16 between steinitz and Shigorn. here's a quote from a review website called speculation with story plotting holding much in common with chess the gamut of quote moves which the protagonist makes and is witness to readily parallels the game. The fainting, the baiting, the posturing, the unretaliated move, the untaken move, the sacrifice, the exchange of pieces, the controlling of the center, all of these standard, quote, tropes of the game are in Brunner's plot, making the story an exciting thriller. Of course, the game this episode is in fact game 16, Check out the show notes for training resources there, along with links to the game annotation to study. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find a solid game analysis video for this one, but I have included a video on the opening theory. Thanks everyone for listening, and I hope the show helps improve your chess. 1. Pawn to E4
1: Pawn to e5, 2. Knight to f3, knight c6. What color is the h4 square? It's a dark square. 3. Bishop to b5. Pawn to a6. 4. Bishop to a4. Knight to f6. What color is the b3 square? It's a light square. 5. Pawn to d3 Bishop to c5. 6. Pawn to c3. Pawn to b5. The white pawn on d3 protects which two squares? c4 and e4. 7. Bishop to c2. Pawn to d5. 8. Queen to e2. Castles kingside. Which square is Black's king on now? G eight nine, Bishop to G five. D-pawn takes e4. 10. D-pawn takes e4. Pawn to h6. Black's pawn move to h6 attacks which white piece on which square? It attacks the bishop on g5. 11. Bishop to h4. Queen to d6 12. Castles kingside Knight to h5 White's knight on f3 attacks which two center squares? d4 and e5. 13. Bishop to g3. Bishop to g4. 14. Pawn to b4. Bishop to b6. Name all of the pieces on the A file.
0: The White Rook on A1 and Pawn on A2 and the Black Rook on A8 and Pawn on A6. 15. Pawn to A4.
1: B pawn takes a4 16. Knight on the b file to d2 Queen to f6 What square is white's light-squared bishop on? It's on c2. 17. Bishop takes a4. Knight to e7. 18. Queen to c4. Bishop to e6. Black's bishop is now attacking which white piece? The queen on c4. 19. Bishop takes e5. Bishop takes c4. 20. Bishop takes f6. Knight takes f6.
0: The white knight on d2 controls two squares on the 4th rank. Which ones are they?
1: c4 and e4 21. Knight takes c4. Knight takes e4 22 Knight takes b6 c pawn takes b6 Which squares are black's knights on? e4 and e7 23. Rook on the f-file to e1 Pawn to f5. 24. Knight to e5. Rook on the f-file to c8. Which white piece controls the c4 square? The knight on e5. 25. Pawn to c4. Rook to a7, 26. Pawn to f3, knight to f6, Which piece controls the a4, d1 diagonal? White's light squared bishop. 27. Bishop to b3. King to f8, 28 Pawn to b5, Pawn to a5, Which piece is on the a7 square? Black's rook. 29. Rook on the e-file to d1. Rook to e8. 30. Pawn to c5. B-pawn takes c5. What color square is the white king on? It's on g1, which is a dark square. 31. Rook to d6. Rook to b8 32. Rook on the a file to d1 Rook on the a file to a8 Which piece is on the b5 square? White's pawn. Pawn to b6. Pawn to a4. 34. Bishop takes a4. King to g8. Which squares are White's Rooks on? D1 and D6. 35. Knight to C6. Knight takes c6. 36. Bishop takes c6. Knight to e8. What is white's next move? 37. Pawn to b7. Rook to a7.
0: 38, rook to d8, black resigns.